really only get one chance to make a first impression, our time in Dublin started off on the wrong foot. You're listening to Travel FOMO, a podcast for people self-diagnosed with Wanderlust. Welcome to Travel FOMO. On today's episode in our Gap Year Adventure, we are landing in a new country. We are going to Ireland. I am Hillary Halton, and with me is my fellow Jameson drinker, Jamin. And <laughs> That's <husband>. me. <laughs> <laughs> and um, we definitely needed some Jameson after we made it into our hostel in Dublin. Just things got off on the wrong foot. Yeah, things definitely did not start right for us. I feel like we were in such a good place in Edinburgh, and then we left there and both of us had to like basically be torn away from Edinburgh to go to Dublin. And we wound up in Dublin. We had to fly, which was the first strike against it because train travel is so easy. And when you travel by train, you end up right in the city center. But when you fly, you end up way out in the country. And so you have to figure out a way to, okay, how am I going to get to the city now? We looked for the option of a bus, but we really couldn't find stuff that was working. The bus line was crazy long. We were like, you know what? We're so tired. We're just going to bite the bullet and get a cab and ride into the Temple Bar area, which is where we stayed. And yeah. we're going to do that. So we get in this cab and our cab driver was the worst. Oh my gosh. He was such a downer. He was horrible. And the guy. We were actually really happy to be there too. Yeah. And I was engaging him and asking him all these questions about Ireland. No, no. No, he, he wasn't having any of it. And I feel like we just, we did not have the luck of the Irish because the people <laughs> right in front of us in the taxi stand, their driver pulls up and he pops out and he's this older Irish gentleman who is like telling them how excited he is to see him, welcoming them to Ireland and gonna show them where they hide the lucky charms but our guy was just the worst he had been in ireland for a really long time but he hated it he hated dublin he hated it he wanted to make sure we did not like it either he was very like um aggressive about because we asked what we should do while we were there and he said leave yeah yeah he was actively campaigning against dublin yeah. i mean and like he didn't like being a cab driver, none of it. Like we tried and tried and tried to have good conversation with him. And for 40 minutes, he just ragged on Dublin. Yeah, it was a beating. And we tried so hard to like get those vibes to leave because we were like, I remember making a conscious effort after we had that cab ride. I realized how much it was, how much it like beat us down a little bit. And we were already mm -hmm. really tired, like so tired that every single day we were kind of having a hard time getting ourselves to go out and do the things that we were there to do. Yeah. And then to like arrive in a place that you're just being told by locals is horrible. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, well, I'm already so tired. I could sleep for three days straight. So maybe I just sleep my way through Ireland because you're telling me I shouldn't be here anyway. And I remember though thinking we've got to, we've got to change this. Like, he put the bad vibes out, but we need to brush those under the rug. We need to move on. We need to turn new leaf and not let him taint our trip. And we we kept trying and it was like, it was hard. I will say this podcast, you you guys, 
should probably go watch the video as well. <laughs> it's very different. We were not yet comfortable being honest on camera. <laughs> right. So we were very positive and trying to like really just, you know, share all of our favorite things. Um, and we were not sharing any of the things that we are sharing now. So it's kind of two totally different looks at the trip, which is kind of funny. Yeah, I feel like we we were struggling to give everyone an honest take on camera. Yeah. At that at that point, and I remember us even talking about like, well, what do we do here? Like, yeah, how do we how do we couch this? Yeah, how do we like how do we present this? What do we do? And so we just kind of put on a happy face and grinned our way through it. Yeah. Like, and really did try hard to turn the vibes around. Um, but it just wouldn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. It was a little rough, but, but, but we did it. We still went out and we did the things that we wanted to do. And some of those things we ended up loving. Mm -hmm. Um, and that it was a little different too, because this is the first place where we stayed in a hostel. Right. And that, which is much different. It's very, uh, affordable option, but it's totally different vibes than the, some of the really cool Airbnbs that we had had. Yeah. And so, you know, I think we kind of felt that too and just kind of felt like, oh, like everything was like a little ho-hum. Right. And it like, the reason we stayed in the hostel was because everything there was so expensive. Right. And so like in the back of my mind too, I'm like, man, we had to buy plane tickets to fly here. Now we're having to spend more money than we've been spending on Airbnbs to stay in this hostel. The food is expensive here. Like, and we limited our stay to only a few days because it was so expensive in the back of my mind I was like man we came to this place that we're not loving and spending so much money right, on and it's been so expensive like we could have done so much other things for this money and that like that really was a struggle for me too in those moments of like man what is going on here yeah and you just come from like your favorite place Edinburgh yeah and then you end up you know like back to back with this place that I mean, honestly, it ended up at the bottom of the list for us. It it really did. And I don't think that that's Ireland's fault necessarily. Yeah. Good um, point. I think that's more on us. We got sucked into the touristy trap part of like Temple Bar where I feel like everything's made to look old rather than is actually old. Mm. And that's not what we were looking for in Europe. And so I think... Had we gone and gone to the countryside and seen seen more of the Irish countryside and some castles and things like that, I think it would be totally different. Yeah. But I think we just didn't, we didn't know what we didn't know until we went. That's right. And then it was yeah. Too late. Yeah. And now we can say like, we've checked the Dublin box and next time we come through, we can just go to those small places. Yes. And check those small places out. Um. And you mentioned the Temple Bar District. That is where we stayed. That's mm -hmm. kind of where the hostel was located. Uh, so it is an older part of town. You don't necessarily feel it, though. It feels right. um, it feels kind of like Ireland or Dublin maybe was a city that they just kept um, updating and updating and updating. And it doesn't maybe have that same historic um, stamp in time that some other places do. Right. Yeah. Um, but we did have a really good dinner that first night. Actually we did. Yeah. Um, I had, I had a box tea. 
mm-hmm. uh, which is a potato pancake, something I really wanted to try over there, authentic Irish food. And it was really, really good. I think uh, you had corned beef, if I'm not mistaken. It was really good. And we had it at this restaurant where um, on their top, on the rooftop, they had a garden where they would like raise all of their like vegetables and then feed them to you later, which I love. (laughs) Yeah, that, that was great. And do you remember our waiter was really good too? Mm, Yeah. He was very kind, very helpful. And I remember thinking he might just turn things around for us, like, and kind of like, Mm -hmm. you know, give it a different, you know, a different vibe for us. And he did, it, it, it did help. Yeah, it really did. He, he was great. Um, loved Dublin, loved that we were there, wanted us to have a great time. And I was really appreciative to, to meet him and sort of offset the, uh, like the cab driver a little bit. Yeah, for sure. Is there something you know about that revolutionizes the way you travel? Can it solve problems and help people around the roadblocks on their adventures? Is it just plain cool? If you have a product like that, we would love to tell people about it. Get in contact with us and maybe next time we'll be talking about your product right now. So the next day was our first morning in Dublin and we went out and went for a run. Yeah. uh, Which I was really glad we did. I really did not want to that morning. Yeah, I was so proud of us. (laughs) It was a hard one. Yeah, I was so tired and like just sort of a little beat down, but so glad that we went and ran. It was, uh, it was a nice run. We got to see several parks through Trinity College, Mm -hmm. uh, St. Patrick's Cathedral, a lot of other stuff. Um, we actually documented that run pretty well and you can see that on the YouTube video. So if you want to go over to our YouTube page and check that out, uh, you can, we've got, a lot of, of that that you can kind of see and was glad that we started the day off that way because it mm-hmm. it did help that day sort of right the ship a little bit. Yeah. And that day got so much better. It did. Because then we went on the Jameson tour. Oh, so good. That was so great. It was one of the best tours that we did in our time in the UK and Europe. Mm-hmm. And um, so formally the formal title of that tour was the Jameson Distillery Bow Street Experience and I say that because there are a couple different ones yeah and you know you could get confused and actually do one that's not even in Dublin (laughs) (laughs) I was at first I was like a little afraid I signed us up for one that was like across the country (laughs) but um it I, I just I have so many things to say about this tour because it was really visual they did such a good job using all of our senses mm-hmm. um for everything from touch taste sound smell everything they just used it all um it was like it was just such a great experience um it was more than a tour i thought it was going to be a tour of a distillery and it was so much more than that i completely agree i thought the same thing i thought that we would look at some big pots and like here's some dates and, and yeah. like and then taste a little whiskey and that would kind of be it. It was so much more. Yeah. And the designers and creators of the experience were like brilliant in how they basically crafted it in a way there was so much that was like subtle as well as some obvious stuff that they did. But um I even liked how they had they brought us into these round rooms and 
at first I was like, wow, it's so cool. There's this round room, like everybody has a good view. There were like these tiered um, floors. So everyone could stand on different tiers and everyone had a great view. And then I kept wondering, why did they keep bringing us into these round rooms? And then it started to dawn on me that they were very subtly creating the experience of you being the whiskey yeah. in a way. And you're inside this round barrel, mm-hmm. which was so cool. Um, the tour guide himself was like this... Um, elderly Irishman and so you really felt like you're getting the real deal (laughs) yeah (laughs) and he was like a storyteller slash guru because you could tell he knew anything you wanted to ask him but also he would tell things in a way that it felt like you were almost watching a movie like Mm -hmm. a really great storyteller not and not even you know, sometimes you get the cheesy ones. It was not like that. Yes, it I agree. It was not like that. It was like he was telling you a story you really wanted to hear what he was going to say next. And he told you about the Jameson family, which honestly, by the time it's all said and done, I have a lot of respect for the Jameson family and just how they cared for their employees so well. Yeah. Um, and one of the most interesting things was like during the war, they had to shut down for a couple of weeks and they ended up paying their employees anyway, which was a really big deal at the time because what was it about like the, um, the Titanic had also sunk around that time. Right. During the same time period that this had gone on, the Titanic had sunk and the corporation that employed all of the crew on the Titanic paid their wages to their families, like their, who, um, their dependents, I guess, whoever survived them. Yeah. And they paid them up to the minute that it sank. And then they stopped their wages right at that point because they weren't working anymore because they were dead at the bottom of the ocean. And that's kind of like the culture and what was, what was the norm at that time. And then the Jameson distillery, paid their employees above and beyond right when they had to be shut down it was that was a really cool story yeah really really cool and um gosh what else there was so much that they did within that whole tour I mean they let us um stick our hands in the grain that they were using and smell different smells smell the whiskeys try the different whiskeys um just so many different ways that we got to be a part of the experience and they just really just brought you into it all they used to sound Mm -hmm. like the guy had like some clicker or something that was like making different lights move across the wall and and kind of like in projector style but in a super legit way yeah um super modern way Mm -hmm. and the way they use technology and then the sound to go with it you could hear the whiskey being made and it was just really impressive yeah i feel like so many tours are either really heavy on like history and dates or really heavy on like touch and feel and like experience and like look at this and I kind of expected that. I thought it would be like a cattle call where they pushed us past some pots and stuff. Mm-hmm. But they did like such a good job balancing it all out, pulling you in, 
and making you a fan of Jameson, really. Yeah. I mean, that's exactly how I feel. Yeah. Like, I'm like, okay, like, you got me. Like, I'll be a loyal, like, a loyal Jameson drinker. And I'll always tell your stories after this. When I see somebody with drinking Jameson, I'll say, oh, my gosh, did you know that they cared for their employees so well and that this happened and that happened? And I don't know. I just thought. They did a really, really good job. And I have a lot of respect for somebody who creates a tour that is that thoughtful. Um, Of course, everyone's favorite part is the end where we all get to say cheers and try some different whiskeys. (laughs) And we got to try three different ones. Mm -hmm. And those three were, um, I don't remember the exact ones, but I do remember that we got to learn how they would toast in Ireland Mm -hmm. and they would say, uh, and if you look at the word written out, it looks completely different than that, but that's more or less what you would say. And it means, um, good health, like wishing you good health. And it's kind of pretty similar to how we use the word cheers. Um, and when everyone toasts each other. And so that was fun. We did that every time. (laughs) Yeah. It was really cool too. Like, especially that part, because the group that we went through with was so diverse. Mm. And so you like, you've got this group that you're going through this kind of tour with. And at the end, you're all like toasting each other and saying to your health in like this Irish, I guess, Gaelic language. And realizing that there's people from all over the world that were on that little tour with us. Yeah, you're right. So many different people. Yeah, we were the only Americans. Right. And I was kind of surprised by that. Like I expected there to be sort of, uh, I thought it would be like, oh, uh, this will probably be like half Americans or something like that. But there were people from Poland and Belgium. And um, I think, uh, I think there were people there from New Zealand and, and all, all over the place. Yeah. Which was really cool just to to get to experience it with a group that diverse too. Yeah, for sure. And the other thing that makes me think of is that this was like COVID was still a thing. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people from the U.S. weren't necessarily going across the ocean to other countries at the time. Yeah. But Europe was starting to, um, Europeans were starting to travel a little bit more within their world. And so um, there's probably a little bit of that. But yeah, it was basically, point point is, we absolutely recommend doing this. (laughs) For sure. And it was our favorite thing we did in Dublin. Yeah, definitely. Definitely by miles. Like it was, it was really good. Yeah. And it was, it was nice too, because it didn't take all day. Right. Um, it was a pretty like short tour, like hour, hour and a half. And, uh, so we got to go out and experience more of the city. We walked around, uh, we went to another pub and had Guinness. Oh, that was a big deal too. Very Irish. Yeah. The other, like the other famous Irish drink and, um, we had it at a, at a little pub that was less than a mile from the Guinness facility where it's brewed, which was really important because, um, Guinness doesn't travel well, which we learned there. Mm-hmm. Um, it has to be kept at temperature and the further away it gets from where it was brewed, kind of the less appealing or good it is. Mm-hmm. And so having it that close was the best that it could possibly be, which was really cool to, to get to do that too. Yeah. Within a mile of where it was brewed. That's so cool. That's like 
just so close, so local, hyper local Guinness. <laughs> yeah. You know? And we got to walk around the city a little more. We ended mm-hmm. up going to a prayer service that like late afternoon, early evening at St. Patrick's Cathedral. That was really cool. Yeah. I really liked that too. Like getting to experience it in, in the way that it was designed to be used. So that building was built for people to worship and pray and getting to go in there and experience it that way with people that come there every day to do that was really fun. Um, just a different way aside from just getting to walk through it or taking a tour of it, but getting to actually go experience it. I, I enjoyed getting to do that. Yeah. And it was really, um, it was kind of a humble little service. Like it was, Mm -hmm. it didn't feel, um, too overwhelming or anything. And I really appreciated that, that it just felt really approachable. It really did. It, it, you didn't feel like an outsider or like you didn't belong. And, um, but it wasn't this also this massive throng of people. Yeah. That was, that was really cool. Yeah. We also had dinner, um, that night in Temple Bar District again, mm-hmm. but this time at the Old Mill Restaurant. Oh, yeah. Upstairs in this cool little, it did feel pretty old, that place to me I felt did, pretty old. Yeah, that place did. And um, I had mussels, which I was like, we're right by the sea. I need to get like some seafood. <laughs> and I think you had fish and chips because you were like on a roll with fish and chips. Well, I think I had recognized that like the my ability to order good and fish and chips was like quickly coming to a close. And so I was like fish and chips for everything, fish and chips for fish breakfast. Chips like for we're going to do fish and chips over and over again until yeah. I can't have them anymore for a while. So yeah, fish and yeah. chips. Cause then it was a long time. It was a couple months before you were able to get fish and chips. You know, after <laughs> Correct. Ireland, yes. So. Um, ice cream. Oh my gosh. We had ice cream that night. We were like really enjoying ourselves um we'd been really healthy before heading out to europe <laughs> and then we're like okay now we're traveling here we go but we had ice cream at murphy's which i didn't know it until we went there but it's like really well known it's got some of the best ice cream like i mean some of the best ice cream honestly for me it's legit some of the best ice cream i've ever had i had the sea salt flavor which you wonder what that tastes like it tastes like sea salt and it was amazing (laughs) (laughs) it was so good you like you did really love that and you continue to talk about that ice cream as as your favorite so you would you would compare it to any ice cream you've had yeah like i would compare it to like i like it on the same level i like gelato in italy um, wow. and it has something to do too with the firmness. It was a really hard kind of ice cream and I like that. Um, but also just like the mixture of it, like they did a great job in the flavor and I've never found that flavor anywhere else. I've found sea salt caramel, but never just a sea salt. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I, I love that. Hitting the spot for you. It hits the spot. <laughs> well, the next day, uh, we actually took a day trip to Belfast. Mm-hmm. And uh, that will have an episode all of its own. Yes. So make sure that you're subscribed. We went to Belfast. We actually went to the Titanic experience mm-hmm. in Belfast. The Titanic was actually built there in Belfast. So they have a massive museum for it. And... It was not what we expected. It was not. But we'll let you guys, we'll tell you guys about that next week in the next (laughs) episode. But it was very different, almost to the level of being confusing. Almost. Um, But we will 
fully explain that on next week's episode. So you'll have to tune in to find out. Yeah, come back for that. Yes, for all you Titanic buffs, it is like it's fascinating, and and it is just like Belfast is a fascinating city because of the Titanic. It really is, yeah. So we'll talk a little bit more about about that next week. We don't yeah. want to spoil that. <laughs> so yeah, we we went there, Titanic experience, and then came back. So it was just a day trip, just a train ride up and back. We came back. We had dinner again in the Temple Bar, the O'Burdocks famous fish and chips because Leo fish and chips. Yeah, all kinds of famous people have eaten there. By the way. If that matters to you. <laughs> yeah. they. Uh, it matters to me. <laughs> yeah. One of us was really excited about the famous people. One of us was really excited about the fish and chips. Like Hillary. Um, gosh, now I can't even remember her name. Swank Back. Duff Swank. Clinton. Hillary Swank. <laughs> and the whole cast of P.S. I Love You um, came in there when they were filming in Ireland. And um, a bunch of different famous people. Like famous people always hit up Leo Bur- Murdoch's. And so I was like, okay. And we got to do that. <laughs> it was we, good. Yeah, we did. It was good. Mm-hmm. Um, we also went to a donut shop. Yeah. Uh, for late night donuts, which that's when you get donuts in Europe, uh, which was I always thought was really strange. I would see these donut shops and be really excited to have a donut the next morning as an American uh-huh. <laughs> and um, only to find out that the donut shops are not open in the mornings. They're only open late afternoon and evenings. We saw that several times. Yeah. That was like a consistent thing. So yeah, that's so funny. It was kind it started off as a rough trip. Mm -hmm. There were some highlights that made it a lot better. Yes. And it was worth it. And if we were to go back, we would just do it a little differently. I agree. Yeah. I think that, I definitely want to go back to Ireland and I would do it completely differently than we did this trip. I would spend more time and I would do it outside of the major cities Yeah, and I would get out into the country. I think had we not gone and done it this way, I would always want to go to Ireland and the first trip would probably be just like this. Mm. So I'm glad that we went because it will inform our next trip to Ireland where we'll get out, see the countryside, see some castles, yeah, do that kind of stuff. Um, so if you're going to Ireland, <laughs> I would recommend you do that. Um, it just, it wasn't what we were expecting. Yeah, it wasn't what we were expecting. And, and we didn't get to be there very long for a couple of reasons because it was so expensive. We also mm-hmm. had a lot of places we were trying to, to visit. Yeah. So that is a little part of it. That's true. And the next day, really, then a very next morning, we had to like head out. Catch another plane. Catch a catch a plane to Patty. Yep. Which is like exciting. Um, and that starts a whole new season for us. We're gonna start a new season. Um, and but that's after Belfast. So next week you guys are gonna hear about the Belfast day trip and then you'll hear about us heading on to Paris. Yep. Um, but so much good stuff. I do want to hear from other people though. Like 
when we post this episode, you guys should tell us like about your amazing time that you have had in Ireland so that we know how to go back and do it better. Please. Because we need your advice. We're telling you our experience, but it's not because we know how to do it. It's because <laughs> we need you to tell us how to do it next time. Yeah, we need uh, we need a tutorial in Ireland and how to yes. do it properly. Yeah. But also you might be able to sympathize with us. Like what trip has started off on the wrong foot for you? Um, and did you did you recover? from that bad start good question or did it really never like get better (laughs) did you just swirl in it or did you get yeah (laughs) you guys can connect with us um on all the social media platforms we're out and on in a lot of different places facebook um instagram Instagram is really where we're most active, probably, and TikTok. Um, we're also on Facebook and then YouTube, of course. So um, just find us. We want to talk to you. Yeah, absolutely. Hit us up. Uh, make sure that you are subscribed because you will want yes. to hear what was so shocking about the Titanic Museum uh, next week when we go to Belfast. And thank you for subscribing. Yeah, thank you for doing that. Uh, If you will rate and review, we would also appreciate that as well. Yes, and make the most of the trips that you have planned because life is so short. Wander well. Wander well.